Hey Outlaws, welcome to this week's episode. Today I am going to be bringing you into a cozy conversation and introducing you to Afia Salter. Afia's pronouns are she, her, and Afia is a mindset and manifestation coach, host of the Manifest Edit podcast, and creator of the Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation. Her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small and access their innate magic so they can expand their current reality. She's extremely passionate about helping women to create their own permission slips, the extraordinary lives they want to live, and the gifts they deeply desire to share with the world. Serving as a practical example of her work after being orphaned at 14, grappling with mental illness and chronic pain, to then moving overseas and building her soul-aligned life and business. Avia has inspired thousands around the world to create their lives by design. Through her coaching, Avia highlights the strategy, science, and spirituality behind manifestation in order to provide actionable advice from a grounded, no-bullshit perspective. I am so excited for you to listen in to today's episode, the conversation that Fia and I have. This is a first for entrepreneurial outlaws. This is the first time that we will be really talking about manifestation. And one of the reasons we haven't talked about it so far is because this is not my zone of genius. This is not something that I am able to talk about. It's something I'm aware of. It's something that I've certainly been introduced to over the years as an entrepreneur. And as you'll hear in today's episode, Afia really talks about manifestation and manifesting what we want in a very practical way. She's exploring it in a way that, for me at least, feels very um, doable. It doesn't feel completely fantastical, and it certainly doesn't bypass our lived experiences, which is so, so important. And this is one of the reasons why we are welcoming Afia onto the show to talk about this with us today. So make sure you get cozy, settle in, and welcome to the show, Afia Salter. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a fat positive artist, self-published author, and advocate for breaking the rules. I'm here to help you divulge from hustle culture, unpack the bro marketing strategies, and bust those entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions and continue playing small. Together, we are paving the way for new normal in online business. So, are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, Sophia. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today and exploring mindset shifts and manifesting with you. 
And I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to getting into our chat today. Afia, the theme for this season of Entrepreneurial Outlaws is entrepreneurial burnout. And I'm really using this as an opportunity this season to dive into the topic because we see so much finish strong marketing, so many conversations around how we can still end the year strong, also plan for the next year. And it can get quite overwhelming. And I think life tends to get quite busy anyway, and we so often neglect what we need. So I want to start by just asking you, what does your soul need during this season? During this season, I think is really for me about tapping into the embodiment piece of manifestation. And actually, I have a course that um, we're starting in a couple of weeks called Clean Energy. And it's focusing on rather than all of the things that we're doing in order to be having in manifestation, how can we take it back to being and ensuring that life is actually in alignment with our values and is making us feel how we want to feel. And for me, I definitely noticed that in my business that I do have to lean more into that intuitive side, especially as someone who also has a chronic illness. I also need to listen to what my business needs from me and what my body needs from me as well. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. And I and I like what you said about listening to your body as well, because something I mentioned I talk about quite a bit on the show is the fact that our body or our, you know, our physical health doesn't work in isolation from our businesses. It's so often these kind of the system that works together and uh, as intuitives and, and empaths, I think we we definitely sense that because if one thing feels kind of crunchy, the rest of it kind of feels crunchy and vice versa. So yeah, I love what you just said. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. So today we're going to be exploring manifestation and more specifically, you'll be sharing with us the crucial mindsets to manifest our dream life. And I'm really curious to explore this with you today, because as I just mentioned to you off air, this is something that we haven't really talked about on the show. And for me personally, mindset work and personal development only really became a part of my language and a part of my world once I started a business. And I know that for a lot of entrepreneurs, mindset is a common part of that journey. And I've noticed that it comes up a lot for a lot of entrepreneurs, when they hit a plateau, whether it's an income plateau or a different growth metric, and can also occur when there's disconnection from the work that they once loved, and usually the reason why they started their business. So as a business owner yourself, I'm really curious to know more about your experience with mindset and personal development work, and what led you to becoming a mindset and manifestation coach. It was definitely a very non-linear path for me. I didn't grow up knowing that I wanted to be a manifestation coach, but I have always had a desire to to help people and to teach and to share. And a lot of that comes from my own experiences growing up where I was actually orphaned at age 14. So growing up without parents meant that the role of mentors in my life, be it teachers or university lecturers, had a really significant role for me. And so going out into the world, while initially I thought I was going to go down the path of digital marketing, which is what my degrees were in, it soon evolved into very naturally, actually, into coaching on mindset and manifestation, which was something that I was sharing online. But at that time, it had been taking more of a backseat role as something that I just did in my personal life, not something I thought about sharing from, from a business perspective. And I was actually talking about travel. Um, I'd been blogging 
for nine years now, content creating for nine years. And my blog evolved from a student blog into a lifestyle blog into a travel blog when I started traveling the world. And then, as we all know, the world dramatically shifted in 2020. And although initially I did still try to talk about travel, it just it's, it doesn't have that same magic talking about travel <laughs> when you don't know when you're going to leave the country again. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a pause on talking about the travel stuff, which actually was pretty devastating at the time because I'd just written a book all about solo travel which had come out like two weeks before I was so hyped for it I poured so much love and energy into it and then it's like ah this is not what I wanted to happen but it also redirected me to somewhere really beautiful where I was like okay I'm just going to share what does feel good for me to talk about right now I'm going to share what I am actually passionate about and I realized in that moment that I had been portraying travel online as the biggest piece of my life because, you know, we're told to niche down and talk about your niche and only your niche. But actually, travel wasn't the biggest part of my life. It was the mindset work, the manifestation work, the personal development work and really taking a front seat in my own future that had changed my life and that I wanted to start talking about. That's so interesting. I mean, I I love that journey of finding a silver lining essentially in the pandemic and not being able to travel and and realize and having that kind of realization that this is something I love and this is something I've been doing and talking about and blogging for such a long time but actually it's not the biggest piece and I really love that journey because I think it's so beautiful when you can pull from so many different passions as well like I'm sure travel potentially now is becoming more of a reality again but you've still got this other part of your business or as your business that allows you to really embrace, you know, another part of who you are and another passion as well. That's really, really lovely. So let's get into this. Can you share with us what these crucial mindset shifts for manifesting are? So I think a lot of it goes back to what we were talking about and making sure that the life that you're living is in alignment with your values. And so when many people approach manifestation or perhaps hearing about it for the first time and seeing it as a very materialistic process, you're thinking, okay, this is where I am now and this is what I want to have. But when we place so so much emphasis on what we want to have, it's actually detracting from one of the most crucial mindset shifts that we need to make in order to call in those things that we want to have, which is in order to manifest your extraordinary life, You also have to view yourself as an extraordinary person, as the kind of person who would attract the life that you want, attract the things that you want, the experiences, people, whatever it is, because it doesn't just have to be external circumstances you're manifesting. It can also be a state, a way of being as well. Mm -hmm. That's, That's really interesting. Okay. So for those of us listening who perhaps air on the side of cynicism and cynical um how do we make that how how can we shift our thinking to viewing ourselves as an extraordinary person one of the key pieces is having a real sense of self-awareness around how you actually view yourself right now so as I said to view you have to view yourself as an extraordinary person how did those lands resonate for you were you like yep totally on board with that I am extraordinary I'm amazing or were you like oh that feels like a bit uncomfortable to say like oh why would you brag about yourself or why would you talk about yourself in that way and just notice how Mm. it felt and notice what response came up for you as I said that and maybe there was no response maybe it sparked nothing in you at all but in order to change your story you need to know 
what the existing story currently is. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing. I think for so many of us, we're taught to not, you know, not brag about ourselves, not to, not to, um, you know, shine our own light. And we, we dim our light so often for other people and to make other people feel more comfortable. And I think that's possibly one of the things that I've definitely found over the years is that to shift from this place where I am not seeing myself as an extraordinary person and not seeing my strengths and instead focusing on improving the things that I see myself as being um, as being weaknesses or being, you know, kind of character flaws. And there is such a focus on who we are not versus actually who we are. And it's interesting because I was actually journaling about something about this today, about how would I describe myself in a way that has nothing to do with what I do or, you know, my body or things like that, like words that would always be a part of who I am, ways of describing myself that doesn't change, doesn't change if my job changes, doesn't change if I can't do physically do something. And I think that, like you were saying about values as well, I think that can have a huge impact on being able to see ourselves in that way and kind of turn that, that light switch on and turn our light up so that we can actually shine. Mm, I think you had a great point in there as well is that your worth and your value as a human is, is also not linked to your work. Like what character traits do you have outside of that? What are you passionate about? Like what do you enjoy talking about with friends? There are so many aspects of you that are extraordinary outside of your work life too. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially as business owners, because our work is such a huge part of who we are. And oftentimes, like you said, it it can come from a place of passion and blogging and interests and not even connecting it to, you know, uh, monetizing what our passions are. But there can also be, you know, my case, I wanted to leave the corporate world and I kind of fell into entrepreneurship. But the the business that I, you know, had six, seven years ago defined who I was. And I was so connected in a very toxic and unhealthy way to what I was doing that when I wanted to leave, it became very, very hard because it felt like it was my lifeline. It felt like it was the thing that defined who I am. And so moving away from that, I would say to come back to what we're talking about, I feel like that really really hid who I was. I didn't know who I was because I had been this particular person or I tried to be this particular person for such a long time. And I wasn't able to kind of see myself in as an extraordinary person or as someone who, you know, already had so many strengths and really positive parts of my personality or who I am. And so I really think it's interesting to think about that shift as well. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about is the law of polarity. And I'm going to be very honest, I don't really know anything about this. So I'm going to just kind of let you <laughs> take a complete lead here and explain to us what the law of polarity is. I can totally take the lead here. So have you heard of <laughs> the law of attraction? Yes. 
So the law of attraction is actually one of several universal laws, depending on who you ask. People may say 12, 13, 15, numerous numbers. But all you need to know is law of attraction is one of many. And what you'll hear less people talking about is things like the law of action, the law of gender, and also the law of polarity. And essentially, the law of polarity or the law of duality states that every positive has a minus and every minus has a positive. So that is there are always going to be ebbs and flows to life, up and down moments. And we have to honor those moments rather than feeling like we constantly have to force it to be something it's not. That's not to say that you should wallow in self-pity, but it is to say that if you're having a challenging time, that it's okay to let yourself have those moments and to honor yourself, regardless of what emotions you're feeling, regardless of what your external reality is doing, because you can't ride at the high forever. And just as you can't ride the high forever, the down times, the challenges, the sad times don't last forever either. So it's about incorporating that into a manifestation process rather than trying to force it to be only one way. It's increasing capacity for abundance by increasing your capacity for everything else. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. I understand now. So one of the things, so I, I guess the way I would talk about this and I have definitely expressed it in my own life is that feeling when we're going through something hard and it feels like it's never going to end. And it, I guess it's that self-awareness of understanding or just awareness generally that this is potentially a short-term feeling and that there is a positive as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And something oh. that I always love to say is this is a moment, not a lifetime. And that's whether I'm having like a really rough time or whether I'm having just like an out of this world incredible time I'm like this isn't going to last forever so enjoy it or this isn't going to last forever so you're going to get through it mm, I like that and, and I and in, in a way that kind of reminded me of the um uh, FOMO versus you know JOMO as 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 kind of more recent times we've talked about the joy of missing out and I I feel like that's something I've always found quite difficult to kind of understand and but in essentially it's that it's understanding that there's some joy in missing out and, you know, we can still feel that, that FOMO as well, or we can experience these highs and these lows together. And it's kind of part of being human. I, you know, I don't think any of us go through life without experiencing some darkness, but to know that to experience darkness, it's because we've also experienced that light as well. Mm. And there is power in our vulnerability. I think particularly as female entrepreneurs think that, oh, I can't, you know, I can't let too many people in or I have to do everything on my own or I don't want to be seen as being vulnerable. And actually a lot of our power lies in our vulnerability and our ability to feel so deeply and connect so deeply. Yes, definitely a superpower. I love that. So let's talk about timing because this is a topic that I actually really love. (laughs) I have talked about here on the show um, many times that I wanted to start a podcast back in like 2016. I bought a microphone and then I did nothing for a really long time. And in 2020, in the midst of a very busy year professionally and a very emotional year all around, I decided, you know what, we're going to start a podcast because why not now? This seems like the great, great time to do it. And I'm so glad I did. But one of the things I've expressed on the show and and kind of personally and professionally is that 
there was a reason I didn't start a podcast in 2016. And there was a reason I decided to start a podcast in 2020. (laughs) There was a reason how this show came together. And when I looked back, I could see these kind of almost these little breadcrumbs of reminding me about outlaws and outlaw country music led to entrepreneurial outlaws. And here we are two years later. So let's talk about timing, right? Um, Talk about perfect timing versus divine timing. And what does that really mean? So I think when it comes to making powerful decisions in your life, you can put a lot of it off due to waiting for the right timing, waiting for perfect timing, waiting for all the pieces to come together, waiting to know exactly what to do. And while that can feel like you are truly just waiting for the perfect timing, it can just be another way that your subconscious mind is is actually sabotaging you in order to keep you exactly where you are. Because if you look back over the moments in your life, there weren't really that many perfect moments where things happened exactly as planned in the exact timeline in the exact way that we hoped. And that's because life rarely happens like that. And so rather than putting off things to perfect timing, what if instead you could shift to divine timing and know that there is no right or wrong choice to make. There's just the choice that feels true for you at the moment. And rather than following those extreme binaries, can we just follow our truth and take the leap, take small action steps so that we're moving continually closer to where we want to go. Mm. That just sounds so beautiful because I can really get on board with that. I've always found the idea of, you know, perfect timing, not feeling, it, it doesn't feel right. And then at the same time, this idea of doing it anyway can sometimes feel quite crunchy. But the idea that we get to make a choice in that moment that feels, I don't want to say perfect, but it feels like very much in balance with how I would want to approach things in my business. Because I think especially when we're using our intuition and trying to sometimes rebuild that trust with ourselves, being able to recognize that if I choose this this moment to do something and it feels intuitively right, how can I go wrong? It doesn't mean it's going to work out perfectly. It doesn't mean that it's going to go exactly the way we envisioned it, but at least we can trust in that moment as well. And I would assume that's a a huge part of divine timing is about trusting ourselves. Yes, absolutely. It's about, and the thing is with surrender, that is not just about surrender to I surrender. And I believe like no matter what, I'm going to get what I want, but it's also if things don't happen exactly as I hope they would, I know that I'm going to be okay regardless. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So, okay. Talking of knowing what we want, um, I'm really curious to explore this because I feel as though this is something that came up a lot for me in kind of the early days of business was knowing what we want, really being able to, to the way it was explained to me at the time by people that would definitely were not manifestation coaches is knowing what you want and then kind of putting it out into the universe. Um, but I'm guessing that's just like one very small part of it. 
Yeah, so to me, I would describe manifestation as the process of of bringing something into your 3D reality as something you can experience, touch, feel. And part of that is belief work, spiritual work. And the other part of that is action, physical action to ensure that it actually happens. So it's a culmination of both the spiritual, the strategy, and then the neuroscience as well, because manifestation is primarily as a conscious practice, you're, the majority of your life is run by your subconscious mind. So that's why you may find that consciously you're saying, this is what I want. Consciously, you know what you want, but you find yourself sabotaging or things not going to plan. And it's because subconsciously, there may be some other beliefs there, or subconsciously, you may be getting a benefit from holding on to the challenge that you're not aware of. Mm. A benefit from holding on to the challenge. That that is powerful. So in terms of bringing something into our reality, um, you, you talked about that that is kind of one part of it and bringing it in and the manifestation part, the spiritual strategy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what does that potentially look like maybe in your life or, or what does that look like? presumably it looks different for everyone but what are some kind of key pieces of that spiritual strategy so one thing I love about manifestation is that it is a very is a very personal process so depending on what you're manifesting depending on what your style is it's going to look very different from person to person but for me with my clients and students I take them through a five-step process called the vibes method and I came up with this process after having an experience where I had created a vision board and this was the second time I'd created a vision board. The first one was an amazing experience. I had manifested all these travel experiences, graduating with a good grade from my master's degree and some other things I'd put on there that were more related to my personal life. And I was like, oh, I'm so good at vision boarding. Like, I'm amazing at this. Uh, I'm going to make another one. So I did. And I put all of these things on there and I reflected on it two years later. And none of the things on that vision board had manifested. And there were two primary reasons why I could see. I guess that it can't be two primary reasons. There's a primary and secondary reason why I could see this has happened. Number one was that I rarely looked at it. Like, I created the vision board and I was like, done. The thing's done now. And We have to remember that spiritual tools are just tools, but we actually have to put energy behind them. So it's one thing to make a vision board, but a vision board itself isn't going to bring your dreams into reality. You actually have to work with the vision board, spend time looking at it, take action based on what you put on there. And then the other thing was that the things I had actually put on the vision board were not things that I actually truly wanted there were things that I thought okay well I'm this age and this is what everyone else is doing at this age so this is what I should want or okay this is going to make me look good or I saw someone on Instagram talking about this so this is what I should want as well but on a soul level none of the things that I had put on there really resonated with who I was at the time or even who I wanted to be so I created the vibes method as a way to address what I had encountered and also because I knew so many other people began their manifestation process with setting intentions. And when we begin from setting intentions, there can always be that missing step of, is this for me though? Is this truly for me? And so the first step of the vibes method is embodying the vibe of your higher self, which looks at 
values, which looks at who am I and who do I want to be and looking at the gap between those two. And also goes back to what we said earlier about recognition of how incredible and powerful you already are, because we are all manifesting all the time. Manifestation is not something that you need to start doing. It may be something that you need to start bringing more of a conscious awareness to, but all of the things that you have created in your life have been a result of manifesting them, whether you're aware of it or not. So we are all powerful manifestors, whether you've manifested a lot of situations you would like to change or you've manifested so many incredible experiences that you're really happy about. You are powerful either way. Mm. That is, yeah. I mean, the idea that we can create these vision boards or whatever that looks like in our life, whatever those spiritual tools are. But the fact that there can be these times where we say we want something and it's not actually what we want, or we can be, you know, I've talked about this on the show before about how I found myself chasing all these goals in my business. They really weren't what I wanted. And it took me such a long time to kind of go back and unpack all of these things. And why was I chasing these goals that weren't mine? But also, who am I and what do I really want? And it, and I found that it has, for me, it's definitely come back to my values as a business owner, as a professional, as, and, and in my personal life, because my values really help me to identify potentially what behaviors or habits are also happening in my life that are not in line or aligned or in line with who I actually am and who I'm trying to be or who I am. So I love that. I'm a big fan of vision boarding. I have currently two vision boards in my office. And I can say one of them, yeah, one of them is next to my desk. It's very, I was very proud of this vision board. I did this the end of last year. And I actually talked about this recently, how a lot of that stuff has happened. And um, every time I'm kind of feeling stuck, I look at that and I work with it and I'm like, okay, are you on the right path? Is this still what you want? So yeah, big vision board fan over here. And it's, it's just a really playful way to manifest as well. Like not everything has to be so serious. And I think the art of even creating a vision board is something that really helps you to activate your inner child and be really playful and arty with it. So, mm, Yeah, yeah. I, and that's the thing. I love creativity. Uh, it's a core value of mine. And obviously being an artist, I love being able to bring that part of it and seeing each, even each year or every, you know, six months, depending on when I decide that I want to put something new together. Also being able to visually see how much I've evolved um, in just that period of time and where I'm at in terms of what I want and what I want to bring into my life. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really fun. So thank you so much for sharing all of this today with us. Afia, we are coming to the end of the episode, but as always, I do have one last question for you. And that is, what does being an entrepreneurial outlaw look and feel like for you during this season of your business? For me, I think being an entrepreneurial outlaw looks and feels like following the nudges, even if they don't make sense to anyone else even if it seems kind of weird, just going along with what you're feeling called to go along with and really trusting 
that inner wisdom as well. A lot of self-reflection and trusting that inner wisdom and seeing where that leads you. And then and then moving to, okay, now I want support with bringing this idea to life or I want support afterwards. But initially building that intuitive connection so it can lead um, lead that kind of rebellious entrepreneur life by by sticking to your truth and following that no matter where it leads you. Mm, I love that. Following the nudges. Yes, very outlaw. Um, amazing. So where can everybody connect with you? Um, where can we find you online? How can they learn more about you um, and what you're doing currently? So you can find me online, Fiasalter underscore on Instagram and TikTok, the Manifest Edit podcast for my podcast. And I also have a free masterclass on the power of subconscious manifestation, which goes a bit deeper into what I shared about subconscious manifestation today and why it is powerful to bring both sides of your mind into the manifestation process to actually create your reality, not just externally, but also internally as well. Mm, Amazing. So we will make sure that everything is linked in the show notes. um, So you'll be able to find links to um, all of Afia's work and the uh, masterclass and also social media links. I need to follow you on TikTok. I don't think I'm following you on there. I always forget that TikTok's like my, my probably like fourth in line social media platform. Like, oh yeah, I'm on there. I need to follow people. I love it. <laughs> so TikTok's like that. my, probably my number one is quickly like shifted into, it's my favorite place to hang out online. My favorite place to share content is TikTok. And my favorite place to like personally communicate with people is Instagram. You know, it's funny. I, I really like that um, that description because I actually was recording a podcast episode yesterday and we were talking about TikTok specifically because we were saying how interesting it is to use that platform for our creative work. And you're right, because I was trying to identify what I is I feel that is the difference between TikTok and Instagram. And that is it. It's like the community aspect on Instagram um, because especially uh, right now, I don't feel like I have a community on TikTok yet, but that's, that's a really good way of explaining it. Yes. Okay. But we will link <laughs> to all of that in the show notes. Um, and I will follow you on TikTok. Um, and also don't forget everyone, you can find a full transcript along with all of these links in the show notes at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much, Shafia. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. What a wonderful conversation. I am so grateful to Afia for giving us her time for sitting down with me and having this conversation. Um, It was great because, as I said earlier in the show, we have never really talked about law of attraction or manifestation, whilst it's something that I'm obviously um, aware of. And I think we've probably all had experiences or been around these conversations um, within business and outside of business. This is something that I've personally not deep dived into with you all because it's not my, as they say, zone of genius. This is not something that I necessarily work on. So it's great to sit down with somebody who can really dive into this and show us how to approach law of attraction and manifestation through a different lens. So that was wonderful. So thank you so much to Afia for coming on the show and make sure you go follow her and check out all of her socials. We will link to everything in the show notes, as I said. Um, I want to quickly mention that we are working our way through October. So we have about 
four or five episodes left of this season. And I did want to remind you that if you would like to continue deepening these conversations, if you want to enhance and extend your journaling practice, especially your business journaling practice, then make sure to check out our Patreon. The Outlaw Collective is on Patreon. You can find out more in our show notes or by going to patreon.com forward slash the OC. That is forward slash T-H-E-O-C. Over there, you'll be able to learn more about Patreon, how to get involved, and you'll be able to see an idea, get an idea of what we do every single month. This community continues to grow, and it's such an incredible place to just kind of come and nurture our businesses through the art of journaling, through the art of using the moon, and through the art of journaling, and it's just so, so beautiful. So thank you to everyone who is already supporting me over there um, and supporting our community over there through Patreon. I so, so appreciate it. Um, and if you want to learn more, make sure you go check that out. So next week, we have another guest. I am so excited. We are going to be joined by Nina Hannett Nimmo. And Nina, or Neens, as we call her, <laughs> is a self-reclaimed personal growth junkie. And I'm so, so excited to sit down with her. Um, Neens and I have been connected for quite some time. She is a pen pal of mine. Um, she is a big supporter of the outlaw approach to business. And I'm really looking forward to you guys being able to sit down and listen into our conversation next week, because we are going to be talking about breaking up with the rules, moving away from perfectionism, managing your mental energy, giving way less fucks, and how to really navigate setbacks and manage your mind in business and as business owners. So stay tuned for that. That's coming next Thursday. So that is it for today's episode. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.